0: What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode three of The Techie and the Cowboy. My name is Alistair Hunt, aka the Techie.
1: And this is TW Lawrence, aka the Cowboy.
0: So excited about the progress of this podcast and, and all the feedback that we're getting. Again, we just we love to give gratitude to all of you guys that are listening, all of you guys that are reaching out to us, all of you guys that are interacting. Because uh, we really appreciate you listening, we're just two regular everyday guys, you know, just trying to to take this walk of faith, and and we're glad that y'all are able to join us.
1: What will we be talking about today?
0: So today, uh, we're going to talk about prayer. You know, this is an important one when it comes to your faith journey. So we wanted to talk a little bit about prayer. You know, why is it, it is that we pray? Uh, the power of prayer, the impact of it. How has prayer been a big part of your life, T.W.?
1: I was uh, introduced to prayer by my parents, my mother specifically. She would always stop and we would say prayers. And one of the things we talked about is exactly what is the purpose of prayer and for whom prayer is given. Is it for us or our sake, or is it for God's sake? And we can talk about that.
0: And for me, it's been a you know a big part of my life since it is that I can remember. But changing how it is that I pray, it was a big deal for me. So. that's what we're going to talk about. So let's kick this intro music and let's get this thing started.
1: And now a few minutes with two of my friends who will soon be yours, the techie and the cowboy.
0: All right. All right. So here we go. Episode three, we're talking about prayer. So TW brought up a good point about why it is that we pray. So talk a little about that.
1: Well, one of the things that is, as I said, my mom was the one who had me and my sister getting into prayer, regular prayer. In the uh, churches that we went to, we had prayer services, more like a, you know, it was kind of a liturgy, I was Episcopal, so it was from the Book of Common Prayers. So we said prayer. And then at some point you have to say, okay, well the prayers you're doing are basically wrote. You're saying the same thing over and over again. What's, you know, what's up with that? What good does that do you? If You've said the prayer once, God has heard it. If he hears it the second time, are you trying to beat him down? You know, what's the whole deal with that? On the other end, now going to a Baptist church and, and listening to different preachers and different lay leaders say prayers. I mean, there's a lot of creativity. Everybody puts their own spin on a prayer. And so you, you kind of have to think about okay, so who are you praying for? Are you praying for the people who are sitting in the congregation listening to this and kind of getting something out of it? Or are you trying to impress God? Are you trying to impress yourself? You know, so exactly why do you pray? Is it more powerful if you pray or if somebody says a prayer for you?
0: You know, it's interesting that you say that because I hear some people, they do what I call pray-offs, where they're trying to make the prayer as long as possible. So it seems like that they're really getting into uh, what it is that they're praying for, the person it is that they're praying for. This really frustrates me, especially when it comes to meals. When I'm ready to eat and I get these people to have these long-winded, unnecessary (laughs) um, pre-meal prayers, Uh, that really, uh, I'm like, I'm like you, who are you praying for? Are you praying for the people here? You're praying to show us that you can pray. Are you really talking to God? Or is it just, you're trying to get as much stuff in as, as possible. So that's a really good point. Uh, Who are you praying for? Are you praying for your own benefit? So when we were talking before, you said something that really resonated with me when you said that, you know, God already knows everything. So why is it that we pray to him? Anyway, so talk a little bit about that. That was that's pretty well. Cool.
1: If uh, you know reading in the Bible any length of time, you will get the idea that God, you know, God knew you, you know, millennia ago. He knew of your existence. He knew everything you were going to do, that kind of thing. Absolutely. So, so therefore, He knows what you're about to go through. He knows what you are going through, and He knows what you need that's a, a long-winded way of saying he knows what your requests will be at whatever time so you're not going to surprise him with anything Absolutely. so if you if you if you accept that logic then you say so what why is it necessary for me to pray if he already knows what i need did that wh- what is that going to what does that do in the equation it's kind of like he goes yep well at least allister and tw f- have figured out that they need to pray for this so, and then when uh, when you talk about that, you know, with other folks who are more learned about scripture and theology and stuff, they say, well, think about it. When you pray and you pray in that way, when you formulate what it is that you need, when you go through the, the various steps where you praise God, you uh, acknowledge his power, you confess, uh, and and then you make supplication, you ask for things. The methodology of you going through that steps tends to change your heart and the way that you think about things. So you could argue in in that case that prayer is actually for you because it changes you. It doesn't change God.
0: Absolutely. And then we're gonna go through some of the different uh, reasons why it is that you pray here in just a minute, and it kind of starts to highlight that. Uh, you know, it's it's a lot about bringing you back in alignment with Him and uh, allowing you to be able to speak with Him. We talked in a couple of episodes about having that one-on-one relationship with God where it is that you talk to him like a friend and you feel him like a friend. And and that kind of leads you with the first point is that prayer reminds us that we're not alone. There's something about the power of knowing that there's somebody that's always there for you and that's always there on your side. And that's where prayer has always brought me comfort is knowing that God is with me. So no matter what's going on, no matter who in my life may uh, disappoint me or things that may disappoint me or circumstances that I have somebody who's always there looking out for me in my corner and I can talk to them whenever it is that I'm frustrated, whenever it is that is I'm upset, whenever it is that is I'm happy, whenever I want to give praise and gratitude. It's just, it's cool being able to have somebody who's omnipresent that's always there with you.
1: Yeah. And I think that also it helps you focus on the things that you should be doing. If you're trying to become more like Christ was in his life, you have to, <laughs> to keep that at the forefront you have to think about that praying is an act of focusing what it is your mind is thinking about and what you're doing for example sometimes i'll be working on things i'll i'll get off on uh this little puzzle where it comes out with a picture and it scrambles them and you have to put together all the states of the united states to make you know the map and i can do that i can spend 15 20 minutes doing that when i should be doing other things and sometimes i'll think you could have spent that 15 or 20 minutes actually in prayer and gotten your mind in a better place than just figuring out where North and South Dakota fit with each other kind of thing. So isn't
0: that the case with a lot of different stuff in life? Whenever it is that we are supposed to be focused on one thing, it's so much easier to do something uh, that may come more naturally to us or that gives us that little rush they say it's actually a chemical reaction in your brain that gives you a rush and that's what you look for. And that's what procrastination is, is you trying to find that rush versus something that you know that you might have to do. So I think it's the same way when it comes to thoughts of prayer. If it's something that makes you uncomfortable, it's something that you're not doing on a regular basis, then sometimes it could get a little bit awkward talking to God, especially if it is that you know you did something that you're not supposed to do. Uh, I remember my parents, my dad would give me a look or he would not say anything and that would actually bother me just as much as getting in trouble I'm like he just punish me get me in trouble or let me know the fact that he knew and I knew and he wasn't saying anything about it would haunt me <laughs> just as much as if it is that he actually just you know went ahead and dealt out the punishment and I think sometimes that's how it is that we we think of God we, we could we keep on talking about this image of God being this big guy with the lightning bolt in the sky ready to strike us down so if we have that image of him then it makes it harder to pray because you're like, okay, I'm admitting to what it is that I did, and that lightning bolt is coming at any minute. But if you start looking at him as somebody that's on your side, the fact that he died for our sins, the fact that he forgives us for what it is that we do, and as long as it is that we're striving to get better, I think that he's proud of us. It gives you a whole different perspective, and it allows you to be able to come to him easier with what it is that you want to talk to him about.
1: Well, Then then there's another aspect. I've told you that uh, the Sunday school I'm in has about 40, 45 people in it. And part of the process we go through when we meet on Sundays is that they'll take prayer requests. And usually for people at our age, it's, you know, somebody in our family that has a medical condition or something serious. And we get feedback, say, a couple of weeks later, they'll come back and say, you know, the test came back negative or, or whatever. I want to thank you for all your prayers. It really helped out. Wow. And so I think about that. And I also think about in the church itself, they have a prayer ministry. There are people that actually physically come to this one spot in the building 24-7. Wow. And you can call them and say, hey, uh, I need a prayer for this or, or whatever. And then they'll follow up and say, okay, it's been, you know, a month six weeks whatever how did situation turn out kind of thing so there's this thing about prayer and that a lot of prayer can turn you know the titanic and i don't have any firsthand experience you know would that happen because i haven't made uh those kind of requests but I, I i'm just kind of in awe of that 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 people a that they do that and, and that b that people say, you know, that really worked when you have all those people praying for you. This turned out Thanks. well. You know that I've got a a family situation this serious, uh, and so during that time, members who were af- of the family that were affected by that asked everybody they could, please pray for this situation to turn out this way instead of that way. And it didn't. They didn't get what they wanted, but they had a lot of people praying. So I think about that too. It's kind of like, okay, the prayer you're asking for was not in God's will, obviously, because it went this way. What was all that prayer about? If I prayed for them to turn out the way they selfishly wanted, was I doing that facetiously? Was I doing it half-heartedly, mistakenly, uh, trying to put one past God? It's kind of like, okay, when when the request came up, I thought, no, this this is not a good request, but you being a member of the family, I'll I'll go through the motions, but I guess my heart wasn't in it.
0: It's funny because I, I just had this conversation with a good friend of mine that we were actually praying together. Uh, and he talks about, you know, almost what you said, you know, why is it that I'm praying for something that I know I caused, right? Uh, and so I think that there's selfish prayers and I think that there's prayers that we're actually praying to God for, for him to intercede and help us. I've learned to kind of switch my prayers instead of praying for an outcome, like praying for something to be able to happen. I switched it to for God's will to be done. So in whatever the situation is, it does two things. A, it shows God that I'm not just thinking about me. I'm thinking about the whole entire situation because I've come to the realization that every single situation that we're in in our life is a series of decisions that we made up until that moment whether it is that you're, you know, all of a sudden you're in this rush because it is that you have something that you have to pay or you have a financial situation. Now you're praying for God to intercede, but there was a series of decisions that happened up to there that got you into this crunch, whether it was that you ignored it, whether it was that you didn't take care of it, whether it was that, you know, the finances, you decided to spend the money on something else. Uh, You know, if you look back, you could see, you could actually trace back and sometimes we don't want to, because then that's kind of taking the fault to our own hands. You could look back to how it is that you got into this situation and God gives you the ability to have free will, which means that he won't intercede on your ability to be able to decide. That's one of the amazing things that he gave to us as creatures here on this earth whenever he made us right so uh, so he can't influence what it is that you did and he can't influence what it is that other people did but what he can do is direct your path and i believe give you signs and put things in your way to be able to show you the right direction that you're able to go so when i started thinking about it that way i started thinking about praying for god's will to be done versus Praying to help me out of this, like your family situation. This situation is a result of a whole bunch of decisions that were made. So now you're asking God to undo the decisions that have been made and redirect it. Now think about if God answered all of those prayers and constantly got us out of the trouble that we get ourselves into, we would never learn a lesson. We would never grow. And then there would also be some of the biggest tragedies and biggest things that have happened in this world. Out of that have come some amazing, amazing miracles and amazing revelations for other people. So if he didn't allow those things to be able to happen so that there's growth, if you think about all the research, all the stuff that's been done in medicine, a lot of the times that came from somebody having that that illness or that symptom or you know creating awareness and creating organizations awareness about that have saved a lot of other lives. So everything that you go through, everything that happens to you has purpose. And so when you pray, I ask for God's will to be done versus God, will you change this current situation that's uncomfortable for me? I kind of feel like it is that that's now, now that I've started to think about it that way, it's kind of a selfish prayer. So I try and pray for stuff that's not as selfish and more for God's guidance.
1: Well, the another thing, one of the things that I struggle with, uh, I'm one of those uh, people, and it's reflected in the in the stories that I wrote, where if you don't think that you really are deserving of the salvation that you got, you know, it's kind of like, I know I'm a sinner. I know that because of my belief, I will be saved. But I know I don't deserve it. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm just a poor, humble, bad example type of thing. And as a result of that, I find it very, it's easier for me to pray on behalf of the needs of other people. I don't really ask for things for me beyond my health. And that's because... (laughs) I'm asking for stuff I don't deserve, essentially.
0: Right. So
1: I, I, I struggle with that. And it's one of those things that and I think about that versus asking it'll be given. It's kind of like, well, I, just, I just can't ask that.
0: <laughs> it's the constant growth point to be able to come into the place where it is that you realize that you deserve. That when Jesus died on the cross for all of us and wiped our sins, that he... Uh, ultimately told us that we're his biggest prize. Like he loves us that much that he's willing to be able to sacrifice himself. Therefore you are deserving of the love of Christ. You are deserving of that love. And it's a process. It's not something that happens overnight, especially if it is that you've grown up in an environment where it is that you even subconsciously were told that maybe you don't deserve that. You know, I've been to churches where it is that they're really telling you that you're a sinner, you'll always be a sinner, you don't deserve God's love, uh, but he gives it to you anyways, right? <laughs> Which I don't, it's just my opinion. And, you know, I'm sure there's people that think differently. I don't believe. I believe that, you know, in, in the Bible, and the scripture, it says that God loves us and he loves us unconditionally, no matter what, what we do and what it is, that God is love. So it's not even his ability to love. If he is love, that means that love is unconditional. And that, and focusing on that is what part of helped me to Well, as you said, praying for others is a lot easier, but praying for yourself and talking to God about what it is that you need and praying specifically for what it is that you need uh, is a big breaking point or a big jumping point to, uh, to enhancing your faith, in my opinion.
1: Well, why is it, do you think that when we were in Orlando, they encouraged us to go out and engage strangers in prayer? And then we went through that little exercise.
0: So there's two things. A, there's something powerful about praying out loud. So they asked us to be able to go and find a spot to be able to go with your prayer partner and pray out loud for that person before it is that you came into the conference. And a couple of things that I can, I can't tell what their attentions are, but a couple of things it did for me. So I'm assuming that this is part of their attention. A, it puts you in the mindset and puts you in the correct place in the spirit to be able to receive what it is that they were teaching us, especially since it is that we're in a faith-based conference where we're going to be going and caring for others. B, it got you comfortable with praying out loud for somebody else because as Stephen ministers, which is what we do, and that's the conference we're at for those that don't know, uh, we're in conference to become Stephen leaders. And so we're going to be praying for others part of our care relationship. So they're trying to get us comfortable because that is up there with public speaking. Praying out loud is up there in one of the top fears for believers, right? Is that I could pray all day long to myself, you know, I could pray for others, but you get me to pray out loud and all of a sudden it becomes this uncomfortable thing. And I think that's because you're worried about what that person thinks about you and what God thinks about what it is that you have to say. And it's not about any of that. It's really about you pouring your heart out to God on behalf of the other person if you're praying for them, or you pouring your heart out to God on behalf of yourself. And if you simplify it in that thought process, I think it takes a lot of pressure off your shoulders. You almost feel the relief off your shoulders. I don't have to say the perfect thing. It's not about what I'm saying. I'm just talking to God about how it is that I feel. And there's no right right or wrong way about how it is you feel. It is what it is. So for me, it was great because I had never really done a lot of praying out loud for one-on-one individual people. I prayed before at churches. Uh, We have a spiritual call that we do every single week. And I prayed before on that, which was growing out of my comfort zone when my mentor, my spiritual mentor started calling on me to be able to do the prayer at the beginning of this call of all these people that I really respect in my business, in my field, you know, big, huge name people. Then I had to stop and again, reset myself. A, who am I doing this for? And then B, it's not about them. It's not about me. It's about me pouring out my heart and my spirit in this one moment in time.
1: Where do you stand on saying the Lord's Prayer?
0: So I love the Lord's Prayer as a guidance on how it is that we should pray. I I love being able to say it. And to me, it's just like, so one of the things you, you, you touched on was the praying without ceasing. And so my mom, who's one of my huge prayer warrior mentors, since it is that I can remember, uh, who who gave me this list of breath prayers to be able to say, and I'll post it on our Facebook page as well. And there's their prayers that you can say within one breath, right? And that you can memorize so you can constantly say them. And part of that praying without ceasing, because I never understood that whole uh, praying without ceasing. By the way, that's Thessalonians 5.17. For those of you that like scripture and references i'm not that guy but if you want to go look it up you know i never understood that until it is i got these breath prayers and i started memorizing these prayers and these are just things that i can say just as i'm driving as i'm going and it helps reset you and give you peace so i look at the lord's prayer as something like that it's something that gives you a guideline of how it is to be able to pray but it also is something that once you have it memorized because i grew up saying it it's something that you can say at any time without having to think and if you really listen and and dissect the words inside of it, there's different points in there that are supposed to be able to give you peace as it is that you formulate how it is that you could talk to God. So so I'm 100% a, a believer in being able to say it. Uh, I love it whenever it is that comes up in church. It also takes me back to a place of childhood memories, because again, I, I grew up saying it as well, so that there's a little bit of attachment to that. But I, I think it's a great thing.
1: Sure. Uh, as I had said, I grew up in the uh, Episcopal church. So the Lord's Prayer was something that was said at every every service
0: absolutely
1: and i have a book of common prayer that sits on my desk and i read it usually once a day and i find great comfort in saying the words because as you said it it takes you back into a time of what i will call innocence in religion for me yeah you just it just makes me feel good to having said it but uh one of the things um also since you and I were together in that class that I I have picked up on that is interesting about prayer. Two ends of the spectrum. Our good friend John, he's the one that uh, actually got me started on it. He has a list of people that he prays for every day, and he just texts good morning to those people after he said a prayer for them. And I have picked up on that habit, and I do the same thing. Then I heard about, since I've come back there, about this one of the senior pastors in another church here in the city who's considered to be uh, you know a prayer warrior and so if you think about all the people and all the situations and all the major topics he prays for he has it organized so that he has a list for monday that he i pray for these people i pray for the president I pray on today and on on tuesday i pray for the supreme court and yeah but he has it organized that he says prayers for different groups and people on different days. And I thought that's a little bit too organized for me.
0: Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's part of what it is that he does. So this ties together a couple of different things that we talked about, a couple of different things that we said. So you talked about, you know, your church having a 24 seven prayer group that they pray for people. Right. And you talked, also talked about how it is that the words and the Lord prayer give you peace whenever it is that you recite them. And I talk about how it was, it is that I started implementing the breath prayers and that gave me peace in, in different parts of the day, being able to memorize those. All of these lead to, to one point, which is that there's a power in knowing that somebody's praying for you that gives you peace. There's power in the actual words of a prayer, whether they're written or whether you say them, that gives you peace. And I think this is huge whenever it is that you think about why it is that we pray and why it is that we pray for others. Because there's nothing to me like knowing that you're not alone in this whole movement of everybody trying to, to go the same direction. In other words, I now have given you what it is that my concerns are. Not only am I going to God with it, but now I have some other people that are going to God on my behalf praying for this to be able to happen. And then at that point, it's not a matter of whether it is that God's going to answer the prayer or not. It just feels great to be able to have other people that are believers as well going to God on your behalf. We have a Facebook page, the same group that I. I every Thursday we have our call. Uh, we have a Facebook page where people could actually post their prayer requests. And so what I find myself doing is as I'm going through the Facebook page, I'm praying for these individual people. But even whenever I post either a prayer for myself or a prayer on somebody's behalf, like a friend I'll put in there, it just feels great that all of these people I know inside of this group that are seeing this are praying on the behalf of that person. And even if this person doesn't even know that I posted that prayer request, I feel a sense of God's intervention. You can almost feel the spirit inside of that page and inside of that group. I've been in prayer groups where we actually are praying over prayer requests for people as well. And you feel God's spirit in that place. Now, God's omnipresent, meaning he's always there. So his spirit was there, but it's awesome to be able to open up your heart and your mind and to be able to feel his presence. Uh, so I know that there's really power in a group of people praying. So answering your question about, uh, you know, saying that you never really had anybody, an an opportunity to be able to put a prayer request out there and feel like it is because people were praying for you, that things were able to change. I've had plenty of those instances inside of my life, whether it was that just uh, situational or whatever else, and not even that God answered the prayer specifically, but God showed me guidance on what it is that I need to be able to do next to be able to have the better outcome. So it wasn't even that if they were praying for me to be able to, like I was finals, they were praying for me to be able to ta- pass that test. God gave me the intercession that I needed to be able to study versus going out. And he put that in my mind. It's just, he gave me the the guidance on what it is I needed to do to be able to have the best outcome. I believe that is the result of the people that are praying for me. So I think when you start opening up your channel and getting that kind of relationship with God, it's a powerful thing, right? And it's a process. It's not something that happened to me overnight, but I look for that. I look for that kind of relationship with God and I try and build on that kind of relationship with God. Uh, and I think it's, it's super awesome.
1: There's one of the other aspects of it that you can talk yourself into being becoming lazy because I know I can't exactly pinpoint exactly where, but they talk about that the spirit can understand your uh, groans and utterances. So you don't really come up with a highfalutin prayer and spirit knows exactly what you're asking for. So you can say, well, I've, I've groaned my prayer. So I haven't really articulated it, but the spirit knows and he's working on it.
0: And when we pray, one of the things that you say is that uh, please help Alistair with any unanswered or unspoken prayers right is that that's how it is that you phrase it right please help yes. allister with any unspoken prayers uh, which i think is brilliant because uh, you know a lot of the times either we don't want to say what it is that we need, or we don't even know what it is that we need. But now you're praying for that. That's an unselfish way of praying to me is praying that, you know, whatever it is that this person needs that God intercede on your behalf. So that, that is the ideal, uh, you know, something to be able to include in a prayer, especially whenever you're praying out loud for somebody, because there may be something that they, are not comfortable or not telling you whatever else that they really need prayer for, but maybe they're just not at that place with your relationship, or maybe they are just not at that place with themselves to say it out loud, but now you just cover that uh, inside of your prayer. So I really appreciate whenever you do that. Just thought I'd let you know, you know, on the subject of keeping prayer simple, you know, you have something that you sent me that I thought was pretty awesome. So talk about the prayer that you sent me.
1: Okay. What we're talking about is the sinner's prayer. And I believe it was originally written by Billy Graham way back when, But the guy who does all the audio books for me, a guy named Moby, Moby in the Morning, has a really good voice. And for me, he recorded the sinner's prayer. And I've included it with the uh, audio stuff that I send out. And so what I, I think we should do is, is to just take the sinner's prayer portion of it there and let anybody who wants to listen to it. I think it's a great
0: it. idea. it lasts
1: well, for about 30 seconds or so.
0: Yeah, a 30-second prayer. And I think it's a, a perfect example of how it is that you don't have to have this complicated prayer, something as, as simple as that. It almost goes along with what I'm talking about in the the breath prayers. So we'll definitely put that out there on the Facebook page. That way you can check it out and maybe we'll make it like episode 3.5 on the podcast. So you got to go subscribe to get it. I like that idea. Let's do that.
1: All right. Also, well, since we we know that part of the prayer is um, confession, confession of our sins, uh, which would be tough to do in a group because some things you just don't want people to know. There are some things you don't want God to know, but you know that He knows. Confession is good for the soul. Therefore, it follows prayer is good for the soul. So at some point, we should have a topic on
0: confession. Just oh yeah, see. I think that's definitely an upcoming podcast episode. I, I love it. So the last point that I want to hit on, and I think this is a, a big one to me that that really emphasizes the need for prayer in my life. Um, One of the things that I'm really, really big on and I speak on as a motivational speaker all the time is personal development and the power of what it is that you are thinking and your thoughts. And one of the things that prayer has the ability to be able to do is shift what it is that you're thinking. So often what happens with negative thinking that we get in a spin. It can start at the beginning of the day when we get out the bed and we stub our toe. And all of a sudden you hear stuff self-talk, like, "Oh, it's already going to be a bad day," or, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe it already started off." Really? It, what else is going to happen? I hear people all this time, "Oh wow. What else could happen to me? Or, you know, you're actually asking for more negative stuff to come away. Oh, it's only going to get worse from here. You know what I mean? And this is subconscious things that have been programmed into our head for us to be able to say, uh, you know, stuff like, oh, you're killing me. These are all things that we're subconsciously putting into our brain. Whenever it is that we start to, to think about prayer, this is a way that we can stop that spin and reset ourselves and really change the whole direction of where it is that we're going. Our thought process. Our day, or whatever else, prayer and these breath prayers that I was telling you about are great ways to be able to just stop and to be able to reset and just keep going forward at any point. Whenever it is that you're having a bad day, a bad thought, you're in a spin, you can make the conscious decision to be able to stop and go a different direction. It takes practice, it's not something that's easy to be able to do because when you're in that spin, you're spinning right. <laughs> you ever try to stop, uh, you know, something that's spinning really, really fast? It's the same way, whenever you're in the spin. So, I love this this uh, philippians 4 8 that says whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is admirable if anything is excellent or praiseworthy think about such things and it's a perfect segue into how it is that you use prayers to be able to really reset how it is that you're thinking if you're pained with something if it is that you're having a bad situation with somebody in your life a loved one or whatever else prayer is a great way to be able to get you to step outside of the situation reset your thoughts and approach it from a different angle.
1: Wait a second, let me take my hat off and uh, take a collection. Here.
0: Uh, you know what I mean? It's, it, it, uh, that's something that I'm very passionate about, very powerful about because I've seen it happen so many times. In my life. So, when you hear me talk with purpose and conviction on that point, it's because I've seen it happen not only in my life, but in other people that I've helped to be able to implement this thing. You know, it's, it doesn't have to be some big, complicated, fancy thing. You know, people think that in order for me to really communicate with God, it has to be some big, you know, process and I have to do the study. No, just talk to Him and use prayer to be able to change things in your life. And I think that's one of the ways that you can do it. When you feel yourself in a bad place, just stop. And do a breath prayer. Lord, I thank you for everything it is that you have for me. Go from a place of gratitude. That's a great way to be able to spend it. You cannot be frustrated and grateful in the same space. So you can't be mad and grateful in the same space. So if you switch your way of thinking and you move to gratitude, there's no way for you to continue to be mad if you're just giving gratitude. So if you just stop and to say, Lord, I thank you for everything it is that you've done for me. Lord, I, I thank you for my health. I thank you for the ability to be able to be here. I thank you for, you know, me being able to breathe. I thank you for my awesome kids. I thank you for my, my life, my job, the ability to have a house over my head. And you start getting in that space of gratitude, you can't you can't be angry at the same time. It doesn't. It's not even possible for your brain. So just use it as a way to be able to re- reset yourself and start going the other direction. Keep it as simple as that. It doesn't have to be this long, drawn-out thing.
1: True. I'll wrap up with this. I remember that... Uh, Before the crucifixion, Jesus asked for this cut to be taken from him. He prayed to his father, I don't want this in particular. Can you make this not happen? He did not get that answer from his father. When he realized that he was not going to get that answer, he said, it is not my will, but thine be done. So I find myself thinking about that and saying the best thing that I can pray for is for God to more clearly tell me what it is I'm supposed to be doing for him today. Guide my footsteps, show me the way. If I fight against it, I might end up in a painful situation. If I go along with it, I'll be blessed. And that's what I pray for.
0: And that helps with the, you know, helping you not being disappointed, whatever it is that what you think that you need and you pray for, doesn't come to fruition if you're asking for his will to be done then you know that the best outcome is going to happen no matter what and another thing that you can do is instead of asking why god why did this happen to me you could ask what's next so instead of saying why is this happening to me why are you why are you allowing this or whatever else you could pray god what's next what do you want me to do guide my steps guide my my footsteps guide my actions so that way it is that uh, your will can be done and i think that's a great place to be able to end this thing because uh You know, we've talked about how prayer puts you in alignment. We talked about prayer reminds us that we're not alone. We talked about prayer giving you peace. We talked about prayer giving you hope, having others praying for you to give you hope. We talked about the power of praying out loud for others. And we talked about, you know, how it is that you can do just little breath prayers to be able to stop that spin and stop that alignment hopefully this, this guy's helped you out a lot. It just helped me just talking about it this morning. You know, this, this uh, podcast helped me to be able to just kind of reset myself. Cause we're just average everyday guys. Like I said, we're trying to figure this thing out. So we appreciate you coming along on this journey with us. Hopefully you, you subscribe and you continue to listen as we just talk about these different subjects and the things that we're going through with these subjects. Right. Indeed. All right. So here we go. This is Alistair Hunt, the techie.
1: And T.W. Lawrence, the cowboy.
0: That's episode three. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you go to our Facebook page and check out. I'll post some of those scriptures that we have in the breath prayers that I talked about. And uh, definitely interact with us. We want to hear what your thoughts are about this topic, how prayer has worked for you, uh, any question that you may have that maybe it is that we can discuss on future episodes, any topics that you want to be able to hear us talk about. You know, this just comes from our prayer meetings. We come up with different things and we say, hey, I bet you there's somebody else that's, uh, that's struggling or that's going through with that too. And that's what the whole Tech in the Cowboy is about. So thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time
1: that's it for this episode join us again next time for the techie and the cowboy hit us up on our website thetechieandthecowboy.com let us know what y'all think